Welcome to the Man Child Chronicles podcast, where four friends talk entertainment, fatherhood, and sports, all with sarcasm, comedic timing, and a healthy dose of toxic masculinity. Let's welcome our hosts, Ryan, John, Mike, and Jay. Growing up never took so long. Hey, welcome in, cronies. Welcome to the Man Child Chronicles Sports Edition. I'm here with my two best friends, Jay and John, and we're gonna we're gonna go over this uh, weekend's NFL games and talk a little fantasy, talk a little recap from football. You know you what was fantastic about that? This is yeah. the first time you've said best friends and then said my name first. So <laughs> I just want to say thank you because I was starting to get a little self conscious, but. Why is mine? I realize now. I realize now you were just trying to make sure the other guys felt appreciated, but it just rolls off the tongue like that, John. Just rolls off the tongue. Okay. I believe you. (laughs) Uh, Man, I was so pumped for the first week of freaking football. It's like all year is just waiting to get to this moment. So, like last Thursday, when the first game was on the Bills and the Rams, like I was just, I was like, this is. This is what I've been waiting for all year, like the next 18 weeks of my life and then playoffs and Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. I am going to be just so happy and angry every freaking Sunday. (laughs) And I just can't. This is the best. Yes. Yes, I am. I am a Jets fan. So nobody is more. I mean, the Jets season is the offseason. Nobody (laughs) has a better offseason than Jets Mm -hmm. fans every year. So we good. all get we all get tricked into thinking this is the year our team this is, is finally going to turn. And then the first game happens, we're like, nope, we're nope. getting a first round pick again. Let's <laughs> nope, still the Jets. <laughs> but man, what a, what a way to start off Thursday night football! We get the Bills and the Rams. What a matchup! Mm. And what a blowout! The Bills just crushed them. Josh Allen just lit him. I mean, this guy—that's a grown like, man. He, that is he's a grown like, man playing yeah. football. That guy's like a horse out there. Like mm-hmm. nobody can tackle him. He's fast. He's got a, a rocket chip for an arm. And this guy's a, I mean, I like wow. in the uh, post game interview, they had him see next to Von Miller and they both look the same. Like this big defensive lineman, Von Miller looks the same size as the quarterback, Josh Allen. Like <laughs> it's man is just a beast. But my favorite part of opening week of NFL, the opening games, is how sloppy they are when they start because these teams <laughs> they are still are. developing their chemistry. So I'm watching this Bills-Rams game, and that first half, you see the slop on both sides. I mean, I think it was three or four turnovers in a row by, by both sides. Josh Allen had a pick bounce off his receiver's hands that got picked, and there was yep. a fumble, and then there was another pick. And you're like, man, they're just sloppy. But then that second half, the Buffalo Bills showed up, and they showed they're man. the better team, and they're ready to take this league this year. That was an yeah, amazing the, performance. The, I mean, I was telling everybody before that game, because they're like, who's going to win? I'm like, well, the Bills are going to crush them. What do you think that? Yep. I'm like, well, the, the Rams left lost their starting left tackle. They lost a ton of coordinators that are coaches now. They lost Von Miller off of defense, their second wide. I mean, they lost so many key players off that defense and offense and coaches. You can't, you just can't come out of the gate and just be good right away when you lose all that. It's going to take time. Stafford looked rough. He looked rough. He's got a sore elbow. I'll, like, I'll tell you one of the worst things the Rams did was not bring back Von Miller. 
I mean, yeah. Aaron Donald is Aaron Donald, but Von Miller made Aaron Donald look so good last year too. Well, because have to get all these, teamed. yeah, right. All these people are double teaming Von, and so then I mean, it Aaron Donald ate last year, and he couldn't mm-hmm. last night or Thursday night against the Bills. He just couldn't do it. And all the other players on the team too, like they, some of them don't even get blocked because they have to double team Von and Aaron Donald, but. Yeah, Cooper Cup looked great. Other than that, the Rams pretty much stunk. Well, the thing that really bothered me about the Rams during the offseason is how the head coach talked about how he was going to retire, and Aaron Donald talked about how he was going to retire, like they were seriously going to retire. So once again, you're already at the wrong mentality to start your new season because they had a different mentality at the end of that season. So they got to figure it out. Even Sean McVay said in the post-game interview, like he wasn't prepared for that game. And that was a hundred percent obvious. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. They got, they're going to have the super blow super bowl, uh, hangover. I think this year, um, I'll, I'll tell you what I'm really excited about. And this goes into the next game. Call me a Homer all you want, but I can't wait for that AFC championship game. Now the bills versus the chiefs. Oh man. The chiefs look so good this year. Uh, or that first game because i mean you're wondering what are they going to do they don't have tyreek hill what are the chiefs going to do you're going to let patrick mahomes be patrick mahomes and he's going to get five Mm -hmm. touchdowns he said i'm going to spread it out and what did he do he passed to nine different people i i loved it let patrick mahomes be patrick mahomes different people got touchdowns i fantastic i feel like that Getting rid of a receiver like Tyreek Hill, who demands all these targets and wants, I mean, really kind of a problem on the sideline. And frees you. Yeah. Now, you know, Travis Kelsey's not very selfish. He don't care. He's going to get his anyway because he gets yep. open all the time. But Mahomes can just sit back there, not be pressured anything, have fun, sling it around. That's what he did. And they look great. I mean, they, they were such great. a balanced offense, too. Like, they got to sit their starters in the second half, even. There's the only thing. Rarely even played the second half. The only thing that can beat Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes. You're right. Because there's some moments. Or the Chiefs defense. Good too. There's some moments (laughs) where, like when they were up against the Bengals and they were up 21-0, but then before the half, he got stopped at that goal line and then he had that mental block the rest of the game and he did not get over that. So as long as he doesn't get that mental block, whatever happens where he just forgets how good of a football player he is or the game plan doesn't work their way and he can't imp- imp- improvise out of it. As long as that doesn't happen, nobody can stop Patrick Mahomes. He beats himself. And you know, the Chiefs, the Chiefs rechanged their whole defense. They went young. They spent almost all their draft picks on defense. And last year, the same thing. So they got a lot of rookies and sophomores on their defense. And it, I mean, they flew around that field. Now they're playing mm-hmm. a Cardinals team. That's really beat up. They have a terrible coach. Um, so I don't think it's the, I mean, I want to see what they do coach this Swift. week Great. when they play the chargers. Cause it will really be a good test, but they came out of the gate looking great, so I'm really excited for this. Well, game. I I definitely wasn't going to count the Cardinals as one of the bottom half of the league. I mean, it's the Cardinals. They won what 13 games last year. Uh, they I said, know they the, have a lot of injuries right now. I I, I get that. So I get that, but I mean, it's still the Arizona Cardinals. So I was 
I was nervous about the game. I'm very excited with how that turned out. Yeah, you're nervous every week, no matter who they're Speaking. playing <laughs> in the Chiefs <laughs> game and fantasy. It don't matter. You're nervous. You could be up by 100 points in fantasy football, and the guy has a kicker going, and you're like, oh, there's no way I'm going to win tonight. I'm there's done. always a chance. Okay. Speaking of the Chargers, though, the Chargers played the Raiders. So are the Chargers' defense just that good, or is the Raiders' offense just that sloppy? I truly the Raiders the are not clicking yet. Well, I think the Chargers' defense is that good too. I think their they, defense is that good. They have their defense is loaded, and mm-hmm. Derwin James, who's probably the best defense player yeah. on the team, or one of the best. Bose is probably the best one, but he's the next best player on their team. He's always been hurt, and he's healthy yesterday. I mean, you, you have, can tell the difference with that guy on the team. You have Bosa and Mac on the line going yep. after your quarterback. That's immediately going to put, you know, bad decisions in that quarterback. He's yeah. worried about not just one monster trying to get him. He's got two head hunting monsters on that defensive line. And it showed because Carr threw what three, three picks, I think, and a fumble. Yeah. yeah but yeah. I mean, th- th- that's also s- sloppy play. I mean, I'm telling you, like, th- that wasn't a big blowout. It was 19 to 24. The Raiders could have won that game. He overthrew several people, including Devonte Adams. Um, he threw behind players. Carr was looking pretty rusty. They're both great teams. Uh, it's going to take the Raiders. The Raiders got a new, a whole new coaching staff. Yeah, like you said, Devonte Adams. They got some changes on their defense and offensive line, but. They're going to take time to gel, but they're just in that division. That's just, in, I mean, I think every game in that division is going to be that close. You win, you're the better team. I mean, it is what it is. But So I have to bring this game up because there was a surprise win that I was not seeing. I did not see it going into this game. The Steelers upsetting the Bengals. 23 to 20 in overtime on a last second field goal. I, did the Steelers win or did the Bengals just literally lose? Like that was that was I a have, crazy game. I have nicknamed that game of the game of the teams who did not want to win because <laughs> yes. there was multiple chances by both sides to win that game and we're talking missed field goals, missed opportunities over and over again and then finally Mitch Trubisky makes the smartest play where he gets that free play and he knows he can go deep with it and suffer no consequence. And he hits that tight end right over the middle and they get that field goal. You know, people always give Mitch Trubisky so much crap. You know what he did when he was with the Bears? He won and he took him to the, he took the Bears to the playoffs twice in his three years there. But nobody, everybody's, he just wins. He wins. You're right. That wins. The he defense had the nothing numbers. to do with that. The they defense did. had, it was all Mitch Trubisky. For not all Khalil we know, Mack. all we know, they lost to the Eagles the year when the Eagles won the Super Bowl. And if it wasn't for the double doink, there's not yep. one at all. I'm just saying, Mitch Trubisky, he has you in every game set up to win. He doesn't, He he's a winner. I'm just telling you, he he doesn't look the greatest out there. But if he was pretty always... like Jimmy G, everybody would love him. Exactly. <laughs> Whatever. I'll tell you what, that Steelers defense is no joke. Um, it is a joke now because TJ Watt tore his peck and he's done for the year. Oh, is he done for the year? He tore his peck. He's going to be gone for most oh. of the year. Yeah, if not all of it. Yeah, that that Steelers defense looked incredible. But yeah, if without TJ Watt, that's not good. Yeah, TJ Watt looked incredible. That guy was all over the place making plays like crazy. 
Talking about the Bears, though, how about the heavy rain game with the Bears versus 49ers? Dude, where... that I, I didn't get to see that game, so I'm watching highlights, and I have I don't know if I've ever seen... I thought they were swimming. Was that game played in the ocean? Like, like the field was underwater for, for a couple times during the Like, game. the whole city of Chicago is just flooded, but they're like, we're going to play football. We're yeah. going to play. Jay, that, uh, that game was so wet that the numbers and the sidelines washed off. And on if you're watching on TV, they had you manually put lines on there so viewers at home could see what was going on on the field and where they were. Wow. I didn't get to watch that game, that. but my wife told me that uh, that there was a penalty on one of the teams because they're going to kick a field goal and they're out there squeegee in the water from where they're trying to kick the field goal. And then the refs called a penalty on that. Yeah, I think... Uh, to me, that was the upset of the week because the Niners are one of the best oh, yeah. teams in football, and the Nobody Bears are saw supposed the Bears to be one, in week one. one of the worst teams in football, and they came out and beat them. So, good for the Bears. That's a big win for them. So, as of right now, I do have to bring up the AFC South. So, there's no winners at all in the AFC South after this week, <laughs> and two of the teams played each other. Houston and Indianapolis go with a tie and then Jacksonville and Tennessee both lose. I'm like, that's oh, the poor AFC South. That's just going to be... I thought the Colts were going to be a lot more dominant this year, but I guess it's still new players. You're trying to get used to it, but I thought Matt Ryan was going to do a lot better. The Texans showed up. Go go Davis Mills. Matt Ryan actually didn't look terrible. They just couldn't finish their drive. Could not finish. But that's another team that's got, you know, you get a new quarterback on a team. It takes a while. And Texans, yeah. I mean, they're not going to be one of the best teams in football at the end of the year, but they're scrappy. They they know how the to return play. Davis Lovey Mills Smith. for them is, he's no, I don't think he's any joke. He's actually a decent quarterback. Yeah, I'm really interested to see how they go this year with, you know, I think like the two teams who did the least amount in the offseason, in my opinion, were the Texans and the Bears. Like, so it's really interesting to see how I felt go. that that Titans Giants game though. I felt good for those Giants because man, Saquon Barkley, mm-hmm. oh. you haven't seen have a good game in like three years. In three years, just <laughs> looked awesome. And I don't know if you guys watched at the in the post game when the Giants were in the locker room, you couldn't hear it. But Brian Brian Dabble, their new coach, he mm-hmm. was in there doing raps and jumping around yeah. and dancing <laughs> with the guys. It looked awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, that oh, was yeah. a been ballsy a move to go for a two-point there. He went for the two-point, and then the Titans had a chance to kick that game-winning field goal, and Fat Randy just couldn't get it. Yeah, <sighs> Brian Dabble's walking around with that wheelbarrow today. He needs it. He's got Speaking a of... Uh, as, as a guy that held on to Saquon Barkley in Fantasy Football Dynasty League for so long, yeah, that felt good. It felt real good. <laughs> I bet it did. I bet it did. Speaking of uh, former Tennessee's people who, who watched the Eagles Lion game, anybody watch that one? Uh, I wanted to watch that one. Very exciting game. Eagles come out of the gate. Uh, Jalen Hurts and AJ Brown talk of the preseason. Mm-hmm. Those guys were lighting wow. it up. Did just dominated that game. Went out to a huge lead. But if anybody watched Hard Knocks, one thing you know about the Lions, they are scrappy and they don't quit. And they came back and almost took won that game. <laughs> 38 to 35. Just sort of so last much. season, it was the same thing where the Lions were so close to win the games and they just kind of pulled together at the end. And yep. I don't know if that's a trade of Dan Campbell or what, you know, like I don't but it seems it's Jared to be Goff. a consistent <laughs> pattern that he can't figure out how to win the games in the clutch moments. And I love Dan Campbell, but 
whenever it's a game-winning drive, he just can't figure out how to pull the win. Well, I yeah. think Eagles are one of the better teams in the NFC this year. So I'm I'm curious to see how the season goes on, how the Lions do. But man, they look. Yeah, that score was 38 to 35, and Jalen Hurts did not throw one touchdown, and the no. Eagles scored 38 points. All he rushing did. Touchdowns. He did almost Crazy. all that in the first half too. Like he didn't do much more in the second half. They just kind of ran the ball Brown, and tried to run the clock out. AJ Brown had 10 catches for 155 yards. Crazy. The next receiver had three catches for 60 yards. Well, the next top receiver didn't even get a catch. Devontae yep. Smith didn't even have a catch. Crazy. That was a great game. Yeah. Uh, another game. If, 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 if we're going to talk about explosive uh, players, especially for fantasy football, no, no doubt in my mind, and I, I was saying it before this season started, Justin Jefferson, oh, my goodness, that that kid. He is so good, and Kirk Cousins just finds Justin Jefferson. It, it was funny because before the game, Jay was texting me, who should I start today? And I was like, he was playing probably the best team in our fantasy football league, and I'm like, I would go Tua because he has more upside. And and then Jay, that was early in the week, and then that day he's like, are you sure I should start? I'm like, well... I said Kirk Cousins is probably the safer play. Then he texts back, "Well, you said you said Tua earlier in the week because he had more upside." I'm like, "Well, you're right. You're right. Go with Tua." He's like, "Are you sure?" And I'm like, "No, nah, go with Kirk. No, go with Tua. Go with Tua." And then he's like, "Okay." And then that was the end of the conversation. Well, right after that, I'm on my phone and I'm looking at Twitter, and Michael Irvin predicted that Kirk Cousins was going to throw eight, eight touchdowns, touchdowns yesterday. Wow. So I texted that screenshot to Jay, and he calls me. He's like, "What do you want me to do? I don't understand." I go, "I said." I said, God and the earth, everything's telling us, the universe is telling us, start Kirk, start Cousins. Kirk Cousins. You better start Kirk Cousins. And it was a good thing he did because he come out of the gates just slinging it to Justin. Yep. I think if they just, if if the Packers would have made that more of a game, I think Justin mm-hmm. Jefferson would have had 300 yards receiving. Oh my goodness, yes. They, the Vikings, I'm telling you what, those up. Vikings looked really good. They dominated those Packers. I mean, Justin Jefferson single-handedly beat the Packers. Like, yep, yeah, he was open it, every time. It was like Jamar Chase against the Chiefs last year, where you, they couldn't stop that one receiver, and the Bengals just ran away with that regular season game. And Aaron Rodgers couldn't find people open for the life of him. No, you could tell they missed Devontae Adams. And the one thing about I want to go back to Jefferson. He was getting covered by Jair Alexander, who is probably one of the best five or three cornerbacks in the league and just torched him all day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers, they're, they're missing both their starting offensive tackles and their receiving core didn't look the best. And it showed they ran the ball. Good. Yeah. They just went, they just got away from the run. We, they should have kept with the run. They just got, they got scared because the Vikings put up 14 points really fast. I but, think the team I was most surprised by yesterday was the Atlanta Falcons, to be honest with you. I know they lost, but the Marcus Mariota and the way they kept putting up points and running with that team. And once again, they had a fourth quarter lead, I believe, that they lost to yep. for some reason. Seems to be a tradition in Atlanta to blow fourth quarter leads. But yeah. <laughs> I thought the Falcons looked, um, looked Yeah, they looked good. good. They were they played scrappy. Cordell Patterson, for some reason, I thought he was just going to be a one-year bust type of guy, but he had another 120 yards rushing. Like yep. I don't know what, and they even what, uh, what's in his drink. But was very surprising. Drinking. They they healthy scratched Tyler Algier, who was their running back they drafted in the fourth round, who everybody 
in fantasy was banking on taking that running back job and he got a healthy scratch. So uh, a lot of confidence in Cordell there. And and yeah, they look good. I mean, Marcus Mariota, maybe this will be his uh, second coming. We'll see. But yeah, the Saints in the end pulled it out. Uh, Michael Thomas came back towards the end. The receivers yep. all look good. Jameis Winston looked good. Yep. I mean, Jameis Winston, if he don't, if that guy doesn't throw interceptions like he did the beginning of last year, yeah. he didn't throw any, and now he's not, he didn't do it in this game. He's a really good quarterback if mm-hmm. he can just keep those. And if, if that is, I mean, he had got that LASIK surgery, you know, and I, I know it's funny, but he went <laughs> to the Saints it. last year and he played really good till he got hurt. And now he's doing it again this year. So maybe that fixed it. I don't know. But man, if that guy, that guy plays like that all the time, you need to watch out for those things because they already had one of the best defenses. They had the number one rush defense last year. And if they got those receivers with that rookie, Chris Olave, they, they could be pretty dangerous. My other surprise winning team, I think, was the Cleveland Browns beating Carolina Panthers. I was really hoping Baker was going to give it to him, but oh, me too. I was really hoping Cleveland would win it. You know, Baker does the same thing. He he starts games and he is terrible for the first three quarters, and then that last <laughs> quarter he always does good. And it's just they asked Miles Garrett after the game if he was worried. He's like, because they said, you know, you've seen my you've seen Baker Mayfield come back, and he goes, I've also seen it go the other way several times. So <laughs> we knew what was going to happen. <laughs> I think McCaffrey had a rushing touchdown. They got a lot of yards, but he got in the end zone. So yeah, he looked. He was a pretty big disappointment this week in fantasy. Um, I think a lot of the Panthers receivers were too because they thought with Baker Mayfield. Yeah, but again, the, that would Browns though have one of the best defenses in the league. So, yeah. and they also have a really great running attack with Nick, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Like those two guys, they yep. get going. They're hard to yeah. hold back yeah. or stop. If and, you're gonna beat if you're gonna beat the Browns, it's in the first uh, eleven weeks before Deshaun Watson comes back. Yeah. And just so we can talk about it, in a super surprise turn of events, the Broncos have lost to the Seahawks. Are you uh, serious? Wow. Russell, Brandon McManus just tried to kick a 64-yard field goal. What? And he barely missed it. Oh. It was fourth and five, and it barely pulls uh, to the left. I mean, it had the yardage. But 64 yards, that is wow. so hard to do. And so they Broncos lose 16 to 17. So Baker um, loses against his former team. Russell Wilson now loses against his former team. That's I'm surprised. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, that I is, didn't. Is, I thought that, the Broncos were gonna come out just absolutely dominant, but that did not happen. That is the upset of the week. I don't care what anybody says Seattle should have got blown out. They don't. Mm-hmm. They lost everybody. Lost their best defensive player, their best <laughs> offensive player. Their defense is garbage, and they went against the Broncos team that was supposed to be high-powered offense and held them to sixteen. Only one touchdown. Only one touchdown. Man, that was that's impressive. I, I mean, I don't think it's going to happen the rest of the year. But Russell Curl, Wilson had three hundred and forty yards. Wow, three hundred and forty yards, sixteen points, and only one touchdown. Wow. Do we All, everything else was uh, field goals. Did Javante Williams get hurt? Because he only had seven carries and Melvin Gordon had more. I don't know. Another game that uh another game that uh the Dolphins beat the New England Patriots twenty to seven. So is this the end of Bill Belichick? The Dolphins always play the Patriots tight. I picked the Dolphins to win this week, and one of the 
uh, reasons was because uh, the Dolphins always, but even when it was Tom Brady there, the Dolphins always seemed to play the Patriots really tight. And I thought, man, with Tua and the amped up Dolphins offense, they're going to win this week. That's what I tell a lot of people, like a lot of people in Green Bay or in Wisconsin, where Green Bay is going to beat the Vikings. There'll be no contest. Green Bay is a better team. And when it's a division rival game, it doesn't matter what your record is. It doesn't matter what your roster is. When you're going against a team in your division, it's up in the air because they want it. Both sides want it. They don't want to lose in their division. Division games are always close. You can't, you, those are such hard games to predict. Um, we we did not get to watch this game tonight, but I'm reading some stuff from Twitter, and it says shotgun with inches to go at the goal line again. Running back engulfed in the backfield has no chance again. Fumble again happened wow. to Melvin Gordon. Happened to Javante Williams. This is how you lose games. <laughs> wow. Javante Williams also had 11 receptions tonight. Only oh, Cooper wow. Cup has more receptions this season. Carson Wentz had a pretty good game in his debut with Washington. Yeah, a lot of people gave him a lot of flack, uh, saying, and he came out and threw four touchdown passes. Four and touchdowns, two of them to his, 300 yards. To his rookie wide receiver, Jahan Dotson, who looked uh, probably the best out of rookies this first week. Uh, he came out firing. He, he looked the best out of receivers on that field for sure. Jaguars, uh, Trevor Lawrence had 274 yards, a touchdown and a pick. Um Christian Kirk had six catches for 117 yards, so it looks like they might have some good connections going there. Yep. Yeah, you actually get a coach in there. That I'm going to be interested to see what uh, if Doug Peterson can uh, mold Lawrence, you know, to be a yep. good That's quarterback what or what's going to happen here. So, so Ryan, there. speaking of fantasy, I mean, who's, who's going to be like your top waiver wire picks this week? I mean, you've got, you know, several players who – popped off and did good so i mean is there someone you're you're eyeing if you were going to give advice to anyone out there playing fantasy well this is only there's a few ways to go this week for the waiver wire and i think i don't think there's that clear guy who like everybody's going to try to go out and get but there's some names to look at um oj howard the tight end for houston he got two touchdowns only Uh, two catches he was only only targeted twice but uh, from what I heard and have listened to is he looked good when he was on the field and looked like he was open quite a bit. But even if the guy just scores touchdowns, what more do you need from a tight end, you know? Yep. Uh, if the guy just has one catch for a touchdown, that's pretty good for a tight end for the week. Um, A lot of people are going to try to go out and get Devin DuVernay from the Baltimore Ravens. Ravens, yep. He had two touchdowns, one long bomb. The thing about that game was is his two touchdowns came on. He was basically not doing very good, and the Jets had a both times had a corner go out to get a breather, and they brought their backup in, and Lamar Jackson went right to him. Yep, on those, I don't. He he's worth taking a flyer on maybe, but I don't know how much he's going to do season long. I still think it's Rashad Bateman and Mark Andrews, and then everybody else in the passing game. And they're not a pass-heavy team anyway, especially once they get Dobbins and Gus Edwards back. Um, then you got, but you got to look at the injuries, right? Elijah Mitchell went down with a knee injury. Not sure how severe that is. Yep. But you got to look at uh, the running backs there in San Francisco. You got. Uh, it seemed like Jeff Wilson Jr. was the next man up. Jeff Wilson Jr. is the next man up. They have an undrafted rookie. Um, I'm trying to remember the name off the top of my head for him, but undrafted rookie and. 
if anybody knows Kyle Shanahan or his dad, Mike Shanahan, there's nothing they love more than undrafted rookies. And they end up being thousand yard rushers. They do it all the time. Other than that, there wasn't, uh, depending on what happens to Najee Harris, the, uh, I think his name is Jerron Williams for Pittsburgh. If Najee's hurt, he's the clear number two. He got all the carries after Najee went out. Yep. Uh, not sure what's going on with him yet. They said he might be able to play this week. They want to get uh, another opinion on it first, though. But other than that, I don't think there was a clear person. You know, if you're in a league and Jahan Dotson's out there, I would go get him right away. He's probably the top pickup. Um, but my guess is if most leagues might have him gone, but he might be out there. Um, if somebody dropped Alan Lazard last week because he was hurt, go pick him up because he's definitely going to be the Packers' number one receiver. But, yeah, there's no clear guy like there was last year. Last year you had Elijah Mitchell after week one, and everybody went and got him. Very good. But speaking of some fantasy, we'll go a couple of studs and duds. You guys got any of those? Uh, we my, talk oh about man! If, if if we're gonna talk about duds, not only in fantasy but also the team in general, Dak Prescott and the Cowboys. Oh yep. man! You know, yep. if people I are was wondering, guys, up, how are we gonna talk about all these games? We're not gonna talk about the greatest player of all time oh, playing out there on the field. Man, you want to talk about people are like, oh man, but Dak got hurt, and I'm like. At the like towards the end of the game, I think yeah. he had a, a a QB rating of like forty seven. Like he looked horrible out there. His passes were way off. He was under throw. And as, as I'm watching that game last night, um, he keeps throwing like behind receivers, and he did it to CD Lamb several times. And the announcers are like, "Well, CD Lamb, if you're going to be the number one guy, you just got to make those catches." And I'm like. He's running 20 miles an hour one way and the ball's five yards behind him and he's yep. supposed to turn around and magically catch these. Give me a break. Man, you could definitely tell that Cowboys offensive line. You could tell all the people that were hurt on there. That Those Bucks got it. Dak was mm-hmm. so out of rhythm because of that pass rush last night. And, I, man, the Cowboys, they look bad. They Elliott was bad. Ezekiel Elliott was averaging five yards a carry, but they limited his snaps and gave it to Tony Pollard. Yep. And Pollard wasn't feeling it like Zeke yeah. Elliott was their offense last night. They just didn't get the ball on the other side of the ball. Tom Brady, he looked good still. The guy could whip it downfield. His passes look fast. And Julio Jones looks Julio. like Julio Jones. He looks like Julio Jones. That looks great. Julio. Yeah. Julio and now Chris Jones Godwin like is hurt. Jones. He's going to be out, you know, a little bit. I think Julio's going to explode here in the next couple of weeks because he looked, man, he looked good. He looked just like he did a few years ago. Looks yeah, so Brady. Brady looked like he struggled when this field got short. Like when he got close to the red zone and in the red yep. zone, he looked like he was he was missing some chemistry there with some of his receivers, like not having Gronk or stuff like that. You know. Yep. And who so was terrible really, in the red zone? I think he really struggled when he, that field got short and he was in that red zone there. So I think they'll work on that and get that figured out. But Brady still has zip in that ball, man. That power that still comes out when he throws that ball. Being yep. forty-five years old. Just blows my mind. Yeah, I'm interested to see when they play some better Dallas. I didn't think was a good team coming into this season, so I'm curious to see who when they play some better teams how they do, especially that interior pass rush. Because I still don't think their offensive line is going to be the best. They did get Shaq Lawson. I did. I forgot they got him, but 
they're still pretty weak on that line. And that's mm-hmm. how you that's how you beat the Bucks. Um, some more duds um out there. Uh a lot of people really uh disappointed with Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts only two catches for 19 yards, and he's supposed oh, wow. to be one of the top five tight ends this year, and that did not produce in week one. Yep. Uh, another big dud, um, Mike Williams for the Chargers. Yep. He probably a top 15 or 20 wide receiver in almost anybody's rankings, and Keenan Allen went out early in that, came out firing Keenan Allen. Like, excellent. Like four catches right away for 68 yards, and he got yep. hurt. Mike Williams only had two catches uh, two yards. catches on four targets and it was not good <laughs> and they and he should have been the main guy after that and they just couldn't get it to him so but yeah there was a lot of i feel like there was more duds than studs this week a lot mm-hmm. of disappointment which happens a lot in the first few weeks um yep. the one thing i'll say in fantasy football don't overreact after week one that's right you drafted these guys for a reason stick to your gut they're probably going to pay off one thing I do in fantasy football that I reap the benefits from every year is that waiver wire. I told you just a second ago, there's not that many good people on the waiver wire. Let people, people are going to drop people that had a bad week or they're going to drop a rookie they drafted. Go pick those guys up. Don't even get those guys. Don't waste it on a guy that had a fluke week one. Get these guys that are going to get dropped that got drafted a lot earlier. I built teams on that and won championships doing that thing. And everybody's like, how did you get that guy? Well, somebody dropped him. I picked him up. Yep. Someone dropped him. And it, it's funny. We always get so hyped up about rookies. So all of a sudden it's like, if not everyone is Johan Dotson and comes out as a rookie with two touchdowns, people freak out and just start dropping them. And it's yep. like, that's not, that's not what rookies do. We hype them up so much in the uh, pre-seasons and we're so excited for him. And then the rookies, not all rookies are Jamar Chase. It takes them half a season to get into that offense, establish themselves, and then that's when they really start to shine. Yeah, if your team is good enough where you can, somebody drops a rookie and you can put them on your bench, they're probably going to be good the last half of the year when you need them for that playoff push. Yep. I mean, look at Amon Ross St. Brown last year. That's exactly what happened. That guy... Yep. I mean, he won a lot of people championships last year, but uh, overall, pretty good week one. I was pretty excited. I'm excited for week two. I'm excited for the Jets to get their first win. They <laughs> lost this week. They didn't get beat. They lost. Um, week two should be pretty good. When does Zach Wilson football. come back? They said week four. Um, I don't think he's going to be back this week, but they might move that to week three if Joe Flacco um, doesn't produce a win. I can already hear the Mike White chant starting. Mike they White, had they Mike were already White. chanting in the first half <laughs> of the game. Jets fans, you know, I follow Jets on Twitter, like all these different people. And before leading up to this week, everybody was, you know, very positive because we had our championship offseason and everybody's very excited. And I'm looking at Twitter on my lunch break. It's in the first quarter and people are already saying, well, season's gone. We're getting the first pick. Might as well just cut fired Sala. Might as well just (laughs) cut Flacco. I mean, (laughs) New York is ruthless, man. Am I a natural jet fan? Is that what you're saying? Like they sound a lot like me. (laughs) Yep. You are. You are a natural jet fan. Wow. (laughs) Uh, Next week we'll be back hopefully with the sports edition. I'll, and we'll, I'll try to get on there. I'm going to be out of town, but we're going to try to get one in and uh, talk some football, a little fantasy. Is there anything else you guys want to cover before we head out? 
like I said earlier, I'm just so happy football's back. Oh man. Who's everyone's a, who's everyone's opinion of the best team right now? Uh Buffalo Bills, I think, is the best team right now. I think the Bills and the Vikings, my two Super Bowl picks are the two best teams. Even though the Chiefs had such a good game, I can't help but pick the Buffalo Bills right now. They uh they look dominant on both sides of the ball. So that's why I'm gonna go with uh, Buffalo Bills. I'm gonna have to take the Chiefs. I mean, come on. I'm not mad at you. One, one thing, if you if the team looks good, if they got a good quarterback, you can never count them out. You're only as good as your quarterback in the NFL. All right. That's the Manchild Chronicles Sports Edition podcast. We'll see you next week. Peace. We out of here. Thanks for joining us today on the Man Child Chronicles. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at the Man Child Chronicles and on TikTok at Man Child Chronicles. And a special thanks to the Ant Man at Spent Casing Media for the podcast introduction. That's all for now. See you next time.